What's going on and welcome guys to the Voices of the Black and Gold. I'm Nick, your host for the Voices. And of course we have Celso co-host today. Eric's going to be away. His wife, it's his birthday, her birthday. Let's all wish her a happy birthday and hope that they have a good time. We have Pablo with us from Dolly Black and Gold. And uh, we are waiting for one more guest to show up. But today we're going to talk a little bit about some news that we got with LAFC about Marco uh, coming in. And then we have a special guest later on. So Celso, you made it at the skin of your teeth, buddy. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no reason to panic. You know, it's just the life we live here in L.A., you know, and we both we're all dads. So you know, we're always kind of like wearing multiple hats. You know, I'm sure we all we all have more than one job, too. So. We keep it going, and I'm glad everybody's uh, having a good time. I saw some glasses up here, so cheers to everyone. Look forward to having a good show. We're back in black and ready oh, to go. Nice, nice. nice. Oh, you, it looks like you and Fernando both have the same shirt on right now. I love it. Nice kits. What's up, Fernando? How's it going, guys? How's it going, buddy? You can hear me? Yeah. Yes. Somebody had, we have an echo from somewhere, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you. Me. <laughs> Anyways, um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Sounds good. So yeah. So listen, man. This uh, Marco is a big deal. I know Fernando, you've been really stoked about it. Pablo, you've been stoked about it. I don't know enough about this guy, so I'm ready to learn and and find out what why you guys are so amped up on on uh, him coming and being like a. Uh, he's basically our new general manager in a way, isn't isn't that right? It looks like Pablo like lost a little bit, but um, we're also gonna have foot talk a little bit about his roots uh, with the Mexican uh, league and and how that partnership can and be increased or improved uh, by him joining, and also what kind of moves can we expect by you know of him as he comes in. Um, you posted something that he was already looking at players in Brazil. Later on, we got reports that that was not true. But, um, you know, looking forward to know what were some of these accolades that he had, um, you know, with the Mexican League as well. Yeah, I There think, he goes. Pablo, think, Pablo's I, back. There he is. Yeah, I think, Hello, Pablo, guys. I think Pablo has more of the details. He's the... Um, uh, uh, in the background, and, and Marco Garcés, uh, that's one thing that, that that maybe he can jump on, and I can jump on uh, why I'm excited. You know, basically, uh, I, I said optimistic. What did I say? Uh, Cautiously optimistic. Enthusiastic. <laughs> that's what I said uh, when when he was announced. Um, and I still, I still am. I mean, a week later. You know, I'm still with it and, and, and waiting uh, for more and more news. Looks like we lost him again. Yeah. Did we lose Pablo? Yeah, yeah we did. But yeah, but we'll start with you uh, while he shore up his, you know, his connection there. But talk a bit about, you know, what, what you know, why you were excited. You know, you're starting to kind of talk a bit about about this and, and why you feel it's a, it could be a turnaround for LAFC. You know, you've been one of the most critical voices as Nick will attest and you know I I also like to debate with you because I think you always have very intelligent points so uh, we don't agree on a lot of stuff but I like to debate with you because you listen to both sides of it and you state by what you believe in but why do you think this is a turning around a turn around point potential turnaround point for us as a club with Garces coming in as a director of football I mean, guys. I, I, every time we we're we're debating, we're arguing on that. Um, I try to bring up the the broader view, right? So the view from above. And, and I know everybody has their favorite European league. Everybody has their favorite European player, their favorite style. But as I told you guys time and time again, we LA lives in CONCACAF. We're not going anywhere. Geography isn't changing, right? And our goal as a club, to be a big club in North America, uh, they have to play the Liga MX teams who have 
monopolize CONCACAF. You know, that, Absolutely. that's just Yeah, and you saw Atlanta going to Mexico now to play all the preseason games right. there. So, right. you know, I, you can see kind of a trend, right? Right, right, right. So with him, with, with, with Marcos coming in, for me, it's a big sign. So I look at it, again, from the wide perspective, I look at it as, number one, uh, LAFC is prioritizing MLS Cup competition and CONCACAF competition. That's big. You know, we're not in CONCACAF this, this year, but remember, 2023, we're having that, that, that uh, inter-league uh, tournament, right? Inter interleague tournament in 2023. Yes. So mm -hmm. we debated this back in early December when when we said who should be the next coach, right? Should we look at a short-term project and we want to win now, or do we look at a four-year you know year project for a So Marco for me is this big, uh, it's it's this big message uh, that. LAFC recognizes where its competition is and where its priorities lie. Number two, like I told Pablo when he and I were chatting and he was yelling at me for sharing the picture and everything, <laughs> the first thing I told him was, you know, JT getting Marco Garces as the GM or in more technical terms, the director of football operations is in itself a huge move for LAFC because JT, one of the main criticisms of JT was that he was a co-president and GM and he was not doing good job. In other job words, too, too much power, too many roles being played by yeah. one person, not enough checks and balances. And this, we have to admit, we have to admit, this created tension with Bob, you right. know, back before November of last year. Yeah, which was and always my argument, so, right? Bob wants to be some of these things, and then he gets the big job in Toronto that has some of these features exactly, into it. Exactly. Right. exactly. Oh, from, from what Bob asked for and for what he got in Toronto, we can definitely see that there was some tension. And Bob is the type of coach that, hey, after four years at LFC, I want a little bit more control so I can win, so I can do something, right? So hey, now, Fernando, let's turn yeah, your phone sideways and see if it quits echoing. Or use headset. Maybe you use headset. I, you know, I, I thought I was going to be able to use my computer and and I can't, because um, I don't have the internet at the house. Um, apologies, sorry about that, guys. Uh, look, the only one that have it on my computer. So I, I'm going to also switch here and do a couple things. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's switch a, here to make it happen. It might be the headset because we're getting the echo that that we probably listen to what bad. you're saying back. There it goes. Yeah, I know what I. Um, I think okay. that would improve a little bit. Yeah, okay. that's better. We that's way yeah. better. So, oh, all right, so, you were the sorry, problem. everybody. We, that, that, that. Yeah, it was you. Celso. Sorry, hey, everybody. Well, maybe that was like I just uh, turned it on again. So I'm I don't getting, know. Getting a bunch of messages like, "Yo, that thing is echoing bad," and people were saying they were like, "I can't handle it." So sorry about that, to everybody. <laughs> let's okay, start let's, let's start. Let's let's read. <laughs> let's uh, take two on that. So this is why we're doing this like way before the season starts, right? Yeah, like you understand, exactly. we're gonna like mulligan well, this puppy out. We apologize everybody for that one. Okay. Okay, so go go ahead, Fernando. Sorry about that. So, so the first thing I told Pablo when 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 he saw Marcos at the game was, dude, if JT, if Marco Garces is hired by LAFC, there's two big things, and for once, I have to compliment and praise JT because it takes big cojones to turn around and admit, you know what? Maybe this is too big a package for me. You know what? Maybe we do need a little bit of help. And I need to step aside for this particular task, right? I mean, he's still the man. He's still the one with the investors. He's still the one with the owners. But for him to step aside and take, remove one hat and give it up is a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, two, for him to hire this particular individual, and Pablo will tell you more about his CV, but, you know, he brings in an experienced uh, GM sports director he didn't bring in a rookie like him he didn't bring in somebody like dolo you know you know a friend or whatever he brought in a man that knows his stuff mm. and is not a yes man 
And that's what we've been criticizing from the beginning this season, right? This right. this year, that Dolo right. is basically JT's yes man. Right. But now we have this guy in between them, and, and Pablo will tell you more about his tactics and his personality, but this is a guy that, in my opinion, and I shared it with you guys on the chat, fits, clicks, F checks every box that, that, that is LAFC identity, nature, and goals. He's a guy that, that he's a guy that's worked with youth and academy developed. He's a guy that sold. I mean, Chucky, right? I mean, for us Mexican fans and everything, this is a big sale. This is a big player developed and sold, and he's won. I mean, he he's won in Liga MX, and he's gone. Pachuca, his old team, uh, has won to the World Cup, the the club World Cup final uh, playoffs. Right? Came in third, I think. Um, and, and so for me, Marcos checks all the boxes that Good. give that, that there is that perhaps this is what, you know, we can give, you, you, you know, JT a little praise here with this tweaks. Right. Remember that interview? Where no, says, yeah, the tweaks, tweak but it's been a there? lot more than tweaks. It's yeah, been a lot I, more I mean, than tweaks. Guy, so let's be honest about it, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 and I, I gotta say the fact that someone, and I'm just saying, cause you've you've been really against him and for the fact that you're even saying that this is a good move is something that shows you know look yep. he's trying to do things and tweaks was not the right word that's a right. that's yep. apparent. Yep. like this is a rebuild however it's a rebuild that doesn't look that scary when you look right. at things that he's doing, I don't even right? see it as you're a like, rebuild Yo, this Nick, is Nick, not, I don't even see it rebuild. as a rebuild I see it okay. as a strengthening you get me he didn't bring a guy he didn't bring a guy that's going like that. LAFC down. He's right. gonna turn. He he's gonna get. A, he brought in a guy that's gonna strengthen okay. point A to, to Z. Okay. You you, mm. you you get me. So that's why I'm not into this tweak stuff. I'm not into this rebuild. I I do see it like Pablo and and, and Chila for LA Silfitro uh, um, as a strengthening of, of, of the franchise of the team mm. itself. You, you, right. you know, and, and 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 again, back to Celso's uh, point about the Brazil rumors today, I said, you know, I've been saying since 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 the news came out, give this guy 20 million bucks now, now give him a 20 million dollar account so he can bring us our DP, major DP in June. Mm -hmm. We know he's not going to yeah. bring it before the season starts. We know he's no, not going to no, bring no. it. We're right getting it in the summer. We're getting yeah, it in I the summer. I think it's still giving him a mode. Yeah. So let's I mean, hear from he might Pablo. be pulling money, but he's still not. Nah, I think he's. I mean, let's say he's got to have to clean up some stuff, right? There's still yeah. the Rossi stuff. For sure. Some former tenure. You know. Yeah, and then that's baggage. the conversation. <laughs> you know, yeah, he he definitely has a lot it's of like that. The bad Pablo, let, let's hear from you and what what you know about him and and um, see what you got. Okay. Uh, for, first, um, I have to say that the most important thing about this signing is who was uh, JT right hand for he got here. Mm -hmm. And and we have uh, Will uh, Kuntz, I think is how you pronounce the last name. And this guy, Will, um, it's um, according to, to the website, I, I don't know what really means, uh, Assistant General Manager Soccer Operations. Okay. So he was the soccer operations. And the thing is that this guy worked in MLS um, um, dealing with players spe specifically and dealing with the, with the association of players, etc. And before that, he came from Major League Baseball. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Now, now what we have is a right hand who is actually an expert you know, in the sport we're playing, which is football. And mm -hmm. pretty much we're, they are creating a new, a new, um, a new place for him. You know, it's a new mm -hmm. title for him, you know, football, um, director of football. And to me, this is really important because it means that the right hand of JT, when it comes to, to the team itself, it's a person with a lot of experience, a person who studied uh, in Liverpool. He has worked with the Real Madrid. And he was 10 years um, in Pachuca. And before people start Googling and they see that he got, you know, he got laid off last, <laughs> last year. He got, you know, he got fired. was his last, yeah. like, big win, right? Big win. Yeah, exactly. Before people start, I just want people to remember this. There is no coach or director or sporting director that is going to leave a team that is winning with exception of Guardiola. He's the mm -hmm. only one who went out when everything was good. 
the rest of the of the people are gonna move away when a team needs new ideas and they need fresh air. It's not that they are bad. You, you see, Ancelotti was fired from Real Madrid. He's back. I mean, I mean why? Pablo. Because, because it's 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 a part of it. So that's just saying. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on, uh, Fernando. Just that, just to say, the people to 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 don't take too personal what happened in Pachuca because we're talking here a person who has a football mind. And this is very mm -hmm. important. A football mind is not a person to see the game the way we see it. You know, mm -hmm. when we see people playing, when we are drinking beers and you see that your team, you know, lose and they say, well, they play with no heart, bro. They have, that's that's a good part. Some say, yeah, they play with no balls, bro. You know, but the reality is that is way more complicated than they didn't play with heart. You know, mm -hmm. they were being beaten tactically by the other team in a football mind sees the game in a very different way this is what we're getting here we're getting a person who's gonna see the game and i know that that john torrington knows about the game of course our coach knows but it's always to have more people with voices in, inside that can correct the course of something if something is going wrong now remember i i told you nick this is not the dictator bob bradley government anymore because for those who don't know, Bob Bradley, it's very smart and super charismatic, guys. If you ever had the time to talk, I had the opportunity in 2019 to be like for seven, five minutes just talking with him. And I was like, wow, this guy is like super smart. He was, he's like, he's super knowledgeable. But sometimes that is also not that good because that means that it makes you stubborn. You know, mm. make you think that you are this presence that do not accept. I don't know if Garces would have come if Bob was here, because this guy is gonna question. No, I don't think so Bob. either. You know, this is a post Bob, and I think that's yes. why the plan to let Bob go was already in place before it really happened and blown up. And I don't believe that a change in the outcome of that last season would have prevented Bob Bradley from leaving LAFC because his job was done and his history was. You know, he was a good entrepreneur to get the team together, much like the person that you mentioned was probably a good director of operations to get the team off the ground and make it revenue, yep. you know, profitable, right? But then suddenly you needed someone that could focus on the football side of it versus the operational aspect of yes. it, which involves like ticketing and, and some of the things, memberships and how are you going to make money and <laughs> the parking lot, which we love to talk about for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, I right. think that's what the director of operation was taxed with. And all of a sudden they're like, wait, you have to control the football operation as well. That's part of your budget. Mm -hmm. And John Thornton just took everything on 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 his own, right? As a general right. manager, because you know, again, he was a footballer and not that person. You know, that yeah. person, as you're pointing out, was coming from the baseball side of the house. And so. it also one, feels one point. like John didn't want to give up all that power, right? And right. now it seems like he was like, okay, well, maybe I need to. You yeah. know, I well, wonder. Yeah, if because was, otherwise, I wonder the... if that was an option. Like Bob's right. like, hey, look, that's I want a good this, question. and he didn't get it, and then. And then so he goes and they see what he's doing there and they're like, well, listen, you didn't do so well. Let you should bring someone in. And this is yeah, what but, we got. But Nick, this is one thing that I told that, that I told Pablo. Getting a guy like Marco Garces does not come from this type of ownership. I mean, these are not football owners. And, yeah, and this well, is why I want who, to give, who brought it. You're saying like, John I, this actually is why I brought want to it. Give JT, I want to give JT the credit that he pointed out this guy because we got to, I mean, JT's familiar with Liga MX, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to give JT the credit that he went out and brought Marco into the team because we don't have any football owners. We I don't have anybody that. that you can point to. I can accept Turn that. around and say, you know, like like this guy in uh, in Toronto that went to transfer market to look for insignia, you know? I mean, right, 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 none right. of these owners are going to bring in a guy <laughs> like this, right? But yeah. one point that I want to yeah. that I want to make it, it to, seems to like it, it also follows a nationality brand, like where Bob yeah. Bradley wanted to build this right. European cadence type soccer that was anchored into what Toronto already had, which and it know, worked, right? I mean, I mean, Bob's, in Syria, Bob's football ah. worked. Bob's football worked in 2019, and it worked mm -hmm. against Leon, and it worked against Cruz Azul, it worked against America, it almost worked mm -hmm. against Tigres, right? But mm -hmm. one point that I, from Pablo, what Pablo was talking about him in in Pachuca is that you know leagues evolve. The teams mm -hmm. in the league evolve. And, you know, in, in, in Pachuca, when they were winning and everything, everything is great. And when you're winning, you don't make any changes. You don't want to spend money because as an owner, you're like, 
we already have something that works, whereas other teams are spending or evolving or becoming more competitive. I mean, it's going to happen to everything. Look what happened to LAFC in 2019, right? We ruled mm -hmm. all the way into August, and then all of a sudden, everybody knew our game, and we started losing points. Yeah, right? you start getting more tape. Yeah. You know where the weaknesses are. Right, and the evolution right. from 2018 to 2019 right. was, you know, people started defending a little bit better. Right. Um, excuse me, they were started attacking us better, and you see the detriment in the defensive side of the ball. So, you Very know, true. we never could shore up both sides. Right. And then now, you know, we I posted something. We had one of the worst defensive, you know, uh, we our defense performed worse than it ha ever has since day one, right? Right, and, right. Um, so at no point we had to make changes and react to these, uh, you right. know, th this bad situation, right? It was right. always and really good. And Bob Bradley's system was providing us with that surplus. And, that and guys, JT brought a known quantity. Sorry, Nick. JT brought a known quantity, okay, after a poor end of the season in 2021, right? right? So, and that's, so that's to your what you're saying of why he should be credited because yep. he's taken on that responsibility. Yep. Yep. But, totally. but let's all be honest. We've all said this is the year that he has to do it, right? He right. literally is putting all the cards in the basket. He's saying, if I fell like this, what else can I do? This I, this is it. I should be gone if I do that. I mean, and I respect that, dude. He has really, yep. from what I've seen and from what yep. I've, the people that right. he's brought in, I think, are right. the right yep. veterans that we need. Right. Um, and, and in the front office, we needed this, and, and that's good. Uh, the, yep. the biggest question was Delo, yep. and the truth of the matter is our defense has been bad. So if Delo helps our defense – and the veterans help lead these young kids we yep. really can make a good run at the cup and, and that's something exciting that's something to be excited about yeah well we'll see who else is going to lead this year i my biggest concern is that there's still a lot of froth around this roster and some of the key players like vela and such might still be in a move on the move which might yeah. still shake up the but core this is of perfect team. also I mean, I mean, we. I wish we could have had him last year, right? I wish we could have had mm -hmm. him as soon as, as soon as, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name, Bob left. I mean, mm -hmm. beggars can be choosers. Better, better late than never, right? I'd mm -hmm. rather have Marco right now than in the middle of the season, right? Uh, but you're right. I mean, we have this guy that now has a full bag uh, uh, of stuff to deal with. You, you, you know, where we need a third DP, you need to deal mm -hmm. with uh, Rossi, you need to deal with mm -hmm. uh, B-Rod, you need to mm -hmm. deal with Vela's contract, you need to, to deal with reinforcements. Well, but, and, but that's and, still and, John Torrington, um, Fernando. I, I think the, the But now he has a big influence, no? The Marco is going to play, it's more in the design of the strategy and the way we're going to implement from the... Like from the, the video that you shared. Like that yeah. video you shared, right, Pablo? It was yeah. really good talking about his systems. Yep. That, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be the one who's gonna put the, the well. They already we, the academy already is good, but I think he's gonna improve mm -hmm. way more the academy, starting with the academy and then uh, taking some decisions at the football level. Now, the real mm -hmm. question that I that I we don't know, uh, we are not gonna have an answer is what why last year. We are betting so much in young players. And mm -hmm. and some of the things that Marco sometimes says, uh, uh, he said one time in, in one interview, he said there is teams that do the performance and there's teams that do the participation. And I think it was very interesting because he said when, when a team is going for the performance, we have to be clear with the player when he's signing with us and tell them that this is Marco's words, okay? When, when we get a new player, we have to be clear with them. If this is a performance team, is because we want to win titles. If this is a participation mm -hmm. team, it's because we are going to develop players in order to sell them. So you're going to see minutes, but you might not get all the minutes you want. And it, you know what I'm saying? So the real question that I have is, what if when in that interview at the beginning of last year, uh, John Torrington says, uh, uh, one of the questions was, why are you going to be a winning team or a selling team? And he said, what, what about both? And that is the real question that I have now. What if the plan is, and, and maybe that's why Bob didn't like it, you know? The plan is they did two years of performance, trying to reach the level. You have experience in all the lines, and then you have two years while you were trying to identify 
uh, undervalued players in order to try to sell them later. But unfortunately, right? it was COVID, bro. Unfortunately, yeah. it was COVID. Well, right? it, it could be. That, that's why. Games. That's what I'm curious because last year it doesn't feel like we were trying to get anywhere. Right. Well, it maybe it evolved, right? It's a long season, and I think it started with us being a contender, and then, you know, midway through it, we sort of realized that we might sneak in through the playoffs. And I think that's the issue. It didn't really fail. We, we had this, like, chase coming, right? And until the last week, we believed that something could happen and we could have a magical run. And I think that kind of stopped our thought process. Right. But this is why, wait. Pablo... Right, but this is why Pablo, I, I mentioned that that Marco has a full bag in his hands because I believe that just as you described, he's not going to be part of a team, part of a project where behind him or above him, you know, are dictating certain things that he can't deal with. Right? As a football, as a football guy, if you bring what well, I said this, you bring in crappy players, you can have Guardiola, he's not gonna win. Because yeah. he needs time in order to develop those crappy players, right? You can bring in great players with a crappy coach, and you're still not going to win because he doesn't know how to coach them. He doesn't know how to right. put them out on the field. He so this is why I think that Marco will have a uh, more hands-on approach uh, uh, when it comes to choosing and picking, you, you know, bringing players because he's got he's got, he's already sat down with Dolo and, and JT, and he said, "I think we should play this way with what we have." And I think we would need this if we want to do A, meaning we mm -hmm. want to win U.S. Cup, for example. We need to do B if we want to go to the playoffs. We got to do C if we want to, you know, be a contender for them. Don't MLS you Cup. feel like we're we're a team that will always gonna want to compete for a cup? We're kind of like have that sound. There's like again, I always look at money line for yeah, futures and twenty, you know, next year and. You know, uh, barring uh, a weird year where we lose everybody, it seems to me that we're going to have an attitude that we're always going to put a team together to compete. The Sounders will do this. So. You don't know. We didn't I mean, do it last look, year. Man, last like, year, we didn't do it. We didn't do it in the beginning year. of the year. We were, um, and you can say, well, I didn't believe so, but in the beginning of the year, we were favorites to win. And I think if you asked every well, single no, pundit no because, about it, and they would say we were favorites to win. Celso, no, because the roster, we were, we were favorites to win. Because people thought that we make it to the final analytics you know, of the Conca <laughs> Champions, but the reality is that that was three matches only. It was three matches. We mm -hmm. won two with one penalty was not penalty, and Karma then later, you know, <laughs> and then we lost because we didn't have the bench, we didn't have the right. depth to go right. for. The, yeah. the reality is the right. team was weak, and last year. At this time, we were announcing Danny Trejo. We were announcing <laughs> later Carl Jennings. We were not announcing Kellen Acosta. We were not announcing Crepo. We were, not, you know, we were getting a bunch of young players and under, or, or what we thought it was undervalued players from college, Monteverde Academy, and USL, with the hopes that we kind of gonna break for the. You know, we're gonna be yeah. like that. Yeah, but look, youth, youth is important, work. Pablo, and 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 you know, and, and incorporating your youth and into your squad and and with the help of the senior that was not team youth, is is really the. They were not. Yeah, but but, but, but to, to, to what's also a thing. To what's also a saying though. There, last year when you looked at it, everybody had us. To win, I mean, Man, I I went in thinking we were going to you seen it fall apart. I, I mean, did. it was even I now. Do they have us to win? And we we just started getting right. our roster together, so it's crazy. I, I think we're all scratching our heads. We're like, wait, Corey Baird for uh, you know, when we started scratching heads, we're Corey Baird with yeah. the Corey Baird was the marquee sign, and we had just lost B Rod, right? So we were like, okay, Corey Baird's going to replace B Rod, and it's all good. No. You know, and then suddenly it wasn't, no. and then all of a sudden, Tory Baird is not going to replace. No. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And when they started trading people <laughs> mid mid week, mid season, that's when you knew that. That's when I think things changed. No, I think people decided that they weren't happy at, at, at you know playing for uh, Los Angeles, and so, and that's when I think we changed our it was our only mindset. good signing, and it was Chicho Arango. That's <laughs> right, it. Last year right. the Chicho it was a Chicho great signing. Well, well, no, it was the this. only good one. I mean, what I'm saying is he saved 
the season in a way that at least gives you some happiness. The, yeah, and the, the problem is I also don't feel like we planned it, right? I think it was kind of like an accident. Like, oh, this guy's really good and we found him. Okay. But so, if so we had planned for me. it, we would have gotten him earlier. I just so think you it was agree late. with me. Last well, year, yeah. we were so not listen, We're going to make a transition. We were chasing our own tail. Yeah, we're, 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 but it's a good transition because we're, we're going to talk about something here that's going to work well. We have a young player that was with us in Brewer. He's going to come on. He's going to chat with us a little bit about what it was like playing at LAFC. We're going to bring him in now. There he is. What's going on, Shaft? How's it going, man? I think you're muted. Let's unmute you. There What's you going go. on, y'all? How's, How's it going, man? Great, great, hey, what's great. Up, man? What's going on, Bubba? How are you guys doing? Having a good day? Oh, uh, yeah, we're doing yep. well, man. Thank awesome. you for coming on here. We appreciate it. Um, it's good to talk with you. I know when we first started the spaces, uh, you came on, everybody really enjoyed having you on, getting to chat with you a little bit. Uh, fortunately we didn't have it recorded. So it's nice to have you on with us now yeah. as we're doing the video. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. So just give us a little bit of what's been going on with you lately. Oh man, look, uh, you know, got finished with my season in Norway and, uh, uh, just just been training recently uh just became a free agent so you know came back home see the family haven't seen the family in like two years you know being in europe has a, a different impact um so obviously a lot of training now but relaxing for a bit came back you know took a week off and and then got back to it to to get prepared for the next journey and um at the moment, you know, like I said, I'm a free agent and looked to come back to the States. Uh, so have been actually searching and, and, and talking with teams about uh, a return, possibly MLS, maybe USL. Um, and, you know, just just taking it day by day, training and, you know, having a great time being back, seeing friends and family and stuff and, and going hard in the paint with, with my own sessions and stuff like that. But, you know, nice. just getting prepared. Pretty so much. looking looking forward to coming back to maybe MLS, hopefully, huh? Yeah, yeah hopefully. You know, uh, um, so uh, when you're over in Norway, when when people talk about MLS, is it getting the recognition that we feel like it's getting, you know, or is it still sort of looked over? No, I think now with the recent seasons, it has taken such a big step in Europe and it's gotten so much more respect. I mean, the level of um respect i've seen from you know different people in europe and speaking with agents and coaches and you know just football fanatics about it it's like they're like wow like america's producing some some really good kids out of there and i think that's what changed it was mm -hmm. our production of the development of our kids right that's right and how we're able to produce these kids that go to europe and they're actually showing themselves and fans over there are like wow we really like this person because they're doing well for our team in Europe. And they're like, where'd they come from? They're American. Right, like, right. Americans on the market now. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And obviously that whole like players coming to MLS because they, you know, they want to be here and enjoy themselves and also have a, a maybe retire or even come, you know, middle of their careers, right? And they're people right. they want to, they want a new challenge, right? That's right. That's um, right. And, you know, I've seen it both sides. I've seen it, you know, all the all the different types, the conversations I've been. I mean, it's been um, it's been great to see it from afar. Right. To to see everything that's been happening. And then, you know, obviously I was involved with it when I was younger. So to be not in the situation and then to see all these guys, you know, some of my friends actually mm -hmm. being so, uh, sold to these big clubs and, you know, them living out their dreams is like it's amazing to see, you know, so. That's right. Um, but it's definitely, definitely a very uh, respected league now, and, and we're definitely up there. So, so in Norway, with the time, I, I wanted a question. Just wanted to ask about LAFC. Sorry, Nick. Just quickly, what about the LAFC brand? It's a brand new club. You know, we're I would say shadowed by the Galaxy, but the Galaxy has established brand, given some of the players that play here. But um, what about the LAFC brand, and and you know how players like you have sort of evolved that brand in Europe, and the transfer uh, of the players. I mean, like being in MLS, right? I'll just say that, for instance, going overseas, it had it had its like, oh wow, you played in MLS, like you know, that's that's big, you know. And obviously, coming from America, we we kind of don't feel it as being you know as big until you kind of go to different, see a different perspective, right? Because obviously, it's like, you know, you're from America, right? It's something you grew up with. 
the soccer here and, and all of that. So, you know, making it um, to LAFC was a huge thing for me because brand new team, all of that. And then, you know, the fans, the love, I just had a really good tie with it. So going over to Europe with that LAFC tag on my back and it was like, oh, you played in Los Angeles. Oh, Carlos Vela, these guys, right? And now we're like, people are having conversations and they love it. Um, that's awesome to hear, actually. I got to be honest. That's pretty so, cool. I mean, yeah, it, that's why I wanted to know. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool, think, you know? Yeah. I think it was, I personally, I thought it was dope, you know, because you come from somewhere and you would mm-hmm. like your, your, you know, your CV to be respected. And like mm-hmm. being at a club like LA mm-hmm. was one of those, like, it's respected, right? right. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. You know, and the seasons that we had mm-hmm. when I was there, mm-hmm. I mean, we were the best team for two seasons, right? Yeah. Right. We got lucky. Yeah. Right. So, so in my eyes, when I left, right, I'm like, this team can go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got all the resources. You've got all the, the pretty much everything you need to be a great team. Right. And all it is is just, you know, little things. Right. So, um, definitely it's, it's, it's definitely nice having that, you know, used to play for this club. I mean, they talk about the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it endless, like the brand, the mm-hmm. just the the savviness of the club. I think it holds mm-hmm. a lot of attention around the league and right. around the world, right? Because it's like, who doesn't want to go to LA? Who doesn't want to wear bright right. gold? Because right? we're so worried about that. And when we see transfers like like Rossi's, and now like he's maybe looking for a new club, you know, the, the transfers that don't go so well, you know, the players that may not be as positive about our team, yeah. and and we want to know, you know, if if there is a better way, right? And if 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 some of these players don't, if if internationally we're seen still seen as as a prime location, mm-hmm. and right. I think the club wants that. And play, people like you that have been sort of the ambassadors of our brand, one of the first people to go out there and show what, what we're all about. It's really important. It's really no. It's really nice to hear you say, you know, positive things about MLS. No, it really <laughs> yeah, is, in, man, in because, era. you know, you, you definitely get that feel of sometimes that people come over here and they, well, we know it. They think they think it's going to be easy. It's going to be mm-hmm. light. We've seen now players and he going in saying, listen, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's a exactly. lot more, it's a lot tougher. You know, mm-hmm. they're a lot more physical, but now this wouldn't have been said six years ago. Let's all be honest, right? Like yes. they started really changing with Atlanta and with, uh, with us LAFC and it, the yeah. change started, you know, so in the last six years, they've really changed MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for, for me, uh, a question I have was, so are you paying attention to MLS? Have you, while you're in Norway, are you watching some of the matches or are you focused yeah. on LAFC and seeing what they've been going through the last two years? I've been, you know, I've been in and out with it, obviously, you know, trying to stay as focused as possible with my, within my own journey, right? Of course. Uh, of course. And, and a lot of it is like, you know, the scheduling within your own self is, is you know, a lot of hard work, you know, two sessions a day, right? Doing different things like this. Mm-hmm. You can slip in little stuff, right? It's difficult to watch the games sometimes because of the time zone difference when you're overseas. Uh, but obviously, um, you know, I do, you know, I was able to keep in and, and check in here and there with MLS and, and see what's going on around the league and stuff. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are still playing in the league. So, and who have came from the league. So, uh, being able to, you know, look at some of their games or, you know, checking scores, things like that. And definitely, you know, kept up with everything going on with LAFC and, mm-hmm. and you know, all the uh, ups and downs, of course, within the, within the course of the season. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen it and it's, you know, you, you, you watch it from afar knowing you, you were in that situation yourself and, you can kind of understand. I think we've had, uh, you know, the, the time I was on the, the the last discussion that we had, had that talk about, you know, yeah. it's difficult to kind of understand what goes on inside the foundation of the the, the actual team compared to just seeing it from outside, right? Right. So mm-hmm. From outside and it's completely different because in a locker room, you know, there, there may be some hush-hush things going on inside, mm-hmm. you know, that we can't let out to the to the uh, fans and things like this and, right um so it, so it, it poses that difficulty in between you know fans and club right so, so that's going to be my next question because the last two years we've had the lack of of leadership on mm-hmm. this team 
right? Mm-hmm. Like when you were there, we had great leaders. You know, you had you had the Beta Shores, you had Fell Harbor, you had some great like, uh, you know, if one wasn't being vocal enough, you had another one that was, and and that was very apparent in 2018 and 19 that we had great leaders with great youth, and then in the last two years, you see how young we have went, mm-hmm. and so how what is the locker room with a lot of young guys compared to having that veteran, that veteran um, experience in there? Like, is there a huge difference? You know what I mean? Like is, is people saying, well, who is a leader and looking for that person? Or is it just clear cut? We listen to him and then the young guys are acting like, how is it? So, I mean, you've got, when you've got two different sets, right, you've got your younger guys team with full of young guys. When you've got your team with the older, more mature guys, fathers, you know, those type. Um, and, it is definitely a a difference. It is definitely a bigger difference, right? Because what goes on is the maturity levels and and that understanding, right? You've got, Mm -hmm. you know, the first time I've been in a situation where my friends are all fathers, right? Mm -hmm. They're all husbands, right? It it, it changes the dynamic of what we're talking about on a Mm day-to-day basis, right? It makes you Mm -hmm. get into the next level of yourself right i developed in two years i developed from here from a kid to like okay i'm I'm understanding so much more and then it it makes you see a lot more and it keeps you humble right because you understand mm-hmm. these guys have done these things and they're for instance you know you take i'll just say carlos for instance right and having one conversation with him can change a lot, right? Because you understand Carlos, you respect Carlos so much. And in trainings, you're always trying to give your best, right? To be the best version of yourself, to show you on a level with these players who have done these things already, right? And and it's a lot, you know, you look up to some of these guys, right? So it gives you this sense of like, um, more responsibility in a way you know because you're mm-hmm. like i need to make sure i'm doing these things so i can prove to these guys right they have a good impression of who i am as a young guy right and then it it, it feeds off into the nature of the locker room right so you've got these mm-hmm. older guys who will establish like it's it's you know you walk into a room and the president's there mm-hmm. like everything is you know everything's there you're like oh well okay um you know nice to meet you sir you know and then the difference between that and your you know your best friend that just happens to be in the room and there's no one else right so chef let me tweak the question you know we talk about age but if we talk about i think income this scrap this scrap discrepancy in mls is insane you know you got guys like vela at the super 0.001 percent and then you have dudes making less than six digits you know as a basic salary mls how does that gel and you know does that create a little bit of a, a locker room you know sort of segregation that you're talking about and then we'll open up to uh pablo and uh and floyd they want to ask a couple questions for sure no um i so so for me i you know i was at uh, no, it's a tough one, man. You know, <laughs> it is. It's definitely. Yeah. Tough one. I mean, when you talk about money, this is. It, it gets very personal with a lot of people, and, and obviously that changes, right? People are mm-hmm. people become different and, and a little weird when it, they, you know, when it comes to money, right? Versus just what we're doing, for instance, right? So, um, and obviously, it, everything's a business at the end mm-hmm. of the day, uh, and that's part of things that when you're a younger guy, you don't really understand. Me myself, right? Um, I didn't understand that before I came into the league, right? That at the end of the day, it's a business and we have to do, you know, the things for the business to make it run the best, right? Um, And in the locker room, I mean, you don't really have that problem. It's more about personality, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, if your worry is I'm not making enough money, right? Mm -hmm. And you're most likely not gonna perform the best. You're not gonna come in with the right attitude. You're not gonna interact with the guys, right? now of course that can be a question for you know people higher up but it's like when you're in the locker room um you know it's not really a you know it's it's more of a respect thing between the players right like yeah i respect carlos because he's absolutely amazing at football right Mm -hmm. and i love the way that he plays how he conducts himself as a person right Mm -hmm. and all of those things Mm -hmm. then we go with you know throughout the locker room it's just like any relationship at any job you know it's like your coworkers, do you like this guy because he's 
cool. He's nice, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, these type of things. Those, those are more important rather than the money. And the money isn't, when yeah. you're professional, it, it's not like, um, you know, to be fair, you really never discuss these. Absolutely. Things. Yeah. Right. And, and um, you know, and, and I pointed out this league being an extreme league, you know, and, and I love right. the fact that now some of the base players are actually getting a little bit more recognition. But Pablo, um, you know, go ahead. What, what, what are the questions we have here? Go ahead, Fernando. Oh, sorry, my bad. Hold on. They're so excited to talk to you that they don't know who's going to go. I can't hear you. You're muted. (laughs) Yeah, you're muted. Try now. There you go, bud. Nope. Don't hear you. Don't hear you. Go ahead, Pablo. Uh, Hey, man. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. I always want to ask a a player this question, okay? So usually um, when when a player uh, it's called by a big team, you know, like you know these teams that have a huge reputation and you see teams loving the batch because they're proud to play there. You have to experience something that a lot of players never going to have, which is Mm -hmm. start from zero. So Mm -hmm. this batch what it means that batch that nobody knows right now it's you are the first person to wear the shirt you know and and my question is as a player what the club can do for you guys players to start loving this batch more even when we don't have the back of history like you know like decades you know all those things what we can do as fans and as a club so you the players can love like you know what i want i want that somebody score a goal and just go and kiss the batch because almost yeah. like i think like two people have done it and i understand we are a new club how can you love something that is so new mm-hmm. and it's p- pretty much the place you work <laughs> you know? a great so, question yeah. great no, question sure. <laughs> um nah you know that that question just gets me smiling because i'm remembering everything you know all the all the flashbacks from being in the club and the fans and everything and like the reasons why for me i had such a strong and i still have a, such a strong tie to the club is you know it was a brand new beginning for really everyone right it's a brand new journey and i always look at these new opportunities as a way to you know restart and put your all into you know your new journey right um and i think the way that it happened for me was exactly the way I feel that players love the club, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, for me, I love doing a lot of things with interacting with the fans to kind of get this familiarity with, with the the people that I'm playing for, right. That I'm trying to give, you know, they're giving us, you guys are giving us all this energy in the stadium for 90 plus minutes. Right. I want to know what, you know, I want to know you on a, a, a person, right. You as a person. So then, for me, when I go out there and I'm like, this is way bigger than me, right? Mm-hmm. So so it ended up, like, for me, was being able to interact with the fans, being welcomed by the fans and loved by the fans, and then, you know, really kind of enjoying the situation I had in L.A., right? Going out, filling the city out, right? Filling my teammates out, filling the whole fans, the stadium, the training facilities, and just basically putting in my head like this is home, right? Mm-hmm. You live in LA, right? One of the best yeah, places like, in the world. You know, like Pablo oh, Cisnega was having so much fun in his last year, like even though he played exactly. no minutes, he was going out <laughs> every time, like right? Lakers first row. <laughs> and you know, part of it is like, you know, when I, even though it's a new club with no history, it was like we can create this history, right? And there was there was things that I understood that were part of history that I could help, you know, that was one of the things like when I put the shirt on, I was like, no one has put the shirt on, right? This is my shirt, right? And that really meant a lot because I'm like, now we're on a big basis, right? We're playing for in MLS, right? A pro, the first time I've, I've played in a big club like this, right? Where I'm at the first team and I'm able to get, you know, first team minutes, but also the recognition of uh, throughout the league, right? I will be playing against all these great teams that do have more history than us, right? Um, you know, I'm from California, so that was part of it. It was like, this is a Cali team, this is my home, right? 
all of that kind of went into it. And I would say like for players coming in and new, it's just to like enjoy all of it. I think that's part of it that kind of makes it difficult. It's like, there's going to be ups and downs depending on what you do, of course. But you know, like if you're not getting minutes now, right. If you're not going to take a step back and then like soak it all up, like this is, you know, this is what I do for a living. Right. This is amazing. This team has welcomed me and they want me, for instance, right? Like, and you're doing it at home. That's, exactly. that's awesome, bro. Right. So so that was one of it was was, you know, for the new guys, it's just to be like, okay, if I'm not playing, for instance, it's like this is the game, right? This mm-hmm. is what we choose. This is this is the pro life, right? Mm-hmm. You won't play sometimes. You go to places where you won't play and then you have to grind to get your way in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different different things, but like the fans everything the fans did when I was there was exactly how I would imagine any other club like should conduct themselves to bring their, I mean, the way the supporters are like the biggest, one of the biggest parts of every single football club. Right. I think anything in sports, the supporters is what makes that, that team or, makes it or breaks it. Exactly. Right. So you've got huge, you know, great fans who are there who have all this passion and everything obviously it it changes the way you play like i remember walking and then you have galaxy fans yeah <laughs> they don't show up we, we weren't <laughs> you know um and you better not ever do us like that bro <laughs> listen 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 i was like if i were to come back to a california team it would have to be you know an mls it would have to be lafc I wouldn't have okay, good. Anywhere. Just don't go there. You know, yeah, no, I was just bringing an example that you have really good fans and then you have them. That's all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, said, you should go over there. That's not California. You know, it's, no, you know, no, but it, well, I'm talking about not being as, as an interesting brand, you know, and, and being around and sort of being taken for granted. And we don't want that to happen to our club. And right. we appreciate you kind of sticking for it. Uh, sticking by that i don't believe in in changing teams if you've played for one i don't believe you should play for another one especially the next season Um, that's just how i roll i think i think it's definitely like the you know in the premier league where where you've got man city man you know man united and and people Mm -hmm. do the switch i'm like I can never see it because no. it's, it's really it's wrong. It, it is. It feels wrong. But, it, you know, man, but you are a free agent football. now, right? And it, this is a tough question. Raheem Edwards did go through that process and was offered a good contract, you know. And I, I, you know, Raheem, I took photos of him. He's got a kid and he's a great guy. I don't know if you guys talked. He seemed to have like his, his you know, his upstairs in order. But yeah. when the decision was made, LAFC didn't give him anything and he ended up going to the other side good for him yeah. i don't believe we need him but you know if that opportunity came between um an mls rival and i'm just keeping that and you know playing somewhere else would you you know what would you do you know um i mean at the end of the day the problem is right like i do say you know it is wrong and obviously you know the, within the fans and everything it's that's like the big like hey whoa you, you know that's a traitor you know what i mean um but the problem is at the end of the day looking at it from the player's perspective it's like we do this career right our passion our love to continue to play the game right we just want to play we want to have fun i want to go out on the pitch be with the fans i want to be i want to see like i want you guys to see me playing and i want to get my minutes right um and at the end of the day that's that's part of it that's not really spoken about is uh is the 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 minutes right they need to yeah there's a discussion part that's very difficult in the footballing community it's like mm-hmm. if you're not playing mm-hmm. yeah you know you guys yeah. that go to more two thousand minutes I, I don't know what your goal is but i would think that a professional would want to get two thousand minutes a season for the very yeah. least which yeah. you think yeah and, and like the amount i mean you want to be playing almost you know about 50% of the, you want to be in, yeah. you want to be, feel like you in, you're involved. You're always part of the rotation at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a rotational player, you always want to know like, okay, I'm, there's a chance I will make this game, right? Mm-hmm. I will be in the roster and I may play or I may start, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get to a point where you're not feeling the same, where you don't feel that the coach thinks that you're a, you're a player, you're going to be in, you're going to get minutes. At the end of the day, it's like I have to do what's best for my career, right? Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is guys will go anywhere if, you know, it, it's different when you're looking at Messi, 
and you're looking at Ronaldo, looking at big players who have options to go realistically anywhere they want. And you look at the move from Ronaldo, right? And they're like, oh, he's coming back to the Premier League. It's not going to be anywhere else but United, right? And I know other people may have hinted, oh, this person will give them more money, da da da. He's going to go, he's going to, it's just what it is because that mm-hmm. culture is different and he's yeah. such an established player. He doesn't need to worry about minutes, right? He will know. He Correct. knows wherever he goes, yeah. he's going to start. He's going to play every match. The coach is going to ask him, do you want to play? Do you not want to play, right? Mm-hmm. So when you come to that and then you come to someone like myself, for instance, I want to play because I want to develop to get to a point like an established player where I can choose whether or not I want to be here or be there, right? And one of the things I said once I left MLS was only t- only place I realistically would play would be with LA. If I came back, I would want to play in LA, right? And that's just because I have so much love for LA and there was so much love given to me from Los Angeles. I wouldn't want to play against them and be wearing a different kit and going to say hi to the fans that love me. You know what I mean? I don't don't feel that would have the same tie. And and like, Mm -hmm. obviously you understand within players moving from LAFC to LA Galaxy, for instance, it's like, it's nothing more than, you know, they've got kids, they've got wives, they've got got mortgages to pay, bills, all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's like, I would love to stay in LA, but Mm -hmm. if I'm not playing, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the point. It's, exactly. Edwards' move was it. not in a it. vacuum, right? He was a Vanny guy, and you know, and then you're, yeah. you're going on, and, and then coaching is important. And you talk about your your relationship with Bob, and again, um, you know, I know we're running out of time here, but I know that coaching is important, and being with people that you can trust, that's going to develop and give you that chance. So, exactly. you know, again, I really hope that you get. Uh, re- I don't know if you are eligible for a re-entry draft or how your journey back works. Maybe you can walk us through it. Uh, again, I'm just curious on yeah. what we uh, expect from you here in the next few months um so you know i actually don't know how that works uh, um still with the re-entry draft i don't know if that's it um how that works but you know i will you know i've been trying to and you know thinking about it um you know if there's a is a return to lafc you know that would be the biggest you know like the best thing for me i think in terms of um you know what what i would want I would, I would love to return. Even uh, open to go I, to the lights. Yeah. You yeah. Know, what do you think of the partnership with the lights? And yeah. yeah. And then, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm there and in and out, maybe I'm training and then going there for games or something. You know, I feel I, I have grown a lot since I was there last time. I mean, the, the player I am now mentally and, you know, um, within my game is so much more mature. Um, and like, you know, I feel like I'm the best, you know, up here um that i've ever been and obviously that goes into you know how i would conduct myself in 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 the growth period in that process right and Mm -hmm. obviously you know i'm looking at you know i would i want to return to the national team this is one of my goals you know um and to get back to a place where uh i'm really putting myself on the map and whether that is mls because they are a great league and they produce great players now um and they are you know they're getting that recognition from Europe, whatever the case may be. You know um, we're we're in the works right now. We're figuring stuff out. So in the in the in the next you know, you, all you positive stuff, to... brother. All positive yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great. We look forward totally. to see what you have going on. You know we're definitely always paying attention to what you have. We 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 have a little conversation here and there, and it's always good to hear from you. Uh, Fernando had to go, but he did have a question, and he wrote us. He said. Ask him if uh, if uh, MLS is ready for Europe players, like for young like Euro players that are on their way up to come here and play in the MLS, get better to go there and, and play for the big clubs. I think it's I think yes. I, the reason I say that is because we have the facilities. We have um, you know they would have a good life here. It's not like they're going to go to Europe and, and be in a third division random random uh, place. And obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of like you know, nothing against Europe, but they have a different culture, right? And then like MLS and USL championship, USL, the way they operate is like, you know, you're going to get good facilities. You're going to get top tier facilities. You're going to get good gear. There will not be a problem about transportation, about these things, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, they will help you 
with your living and figuring things out, right? And I think if you're going to bring players over, right, from Europe, I think in MLS, the level is strong enough. Very, It's very good because obviously we're seeing players going, right? Young guys, right. young right. Americans going over to Europe and playing in first divisions. Not we're playing second or third. We're talking about going straight to first team. So that mm-hmm. type of thing, I think it shows that we are ready to receive some players you know, whether we gain that, that relationship like FC Dallas has with Bayern Munich, right? That mm-hmm. that New York Red Bulls, it, it's this type of dynamic where we send players there, they send players here, right? We do this exchange and then we can all kind of feed and, and gain something from that um, that opportunity, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think it's, it's possible, obviously, now figuring out from there how we develop them, um, you know, versus our own. Right, that'll be a bigger yeah, question. Like our brand of our brand of football, right? Like our coaching, which is getting some recognition also mm-hmm. outside of the United States. Now, I think that's exciting as well. Mm-hmm. The coaching, you know, and the way we coach our players and defensive exactly. stance, which I've always thought would be our strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that's that's my, that's my last huge. question would be, uh, you know, of Dolo, you know, of Tarundola, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you're a fan of his. Mm-hmm. What do you see the outcome for this year for LAFC? What do you think that he could bring to this club, and where do you where do you see them falling for the year? Okay, so you know, I think I've had this talk with some of my guys. And I think it's great because of the footballing experience that he has over in Hanover. Right? I think mm-hmm. he crazy um, it's going to be an amazing i think it's going to be a really good season personally because and you know i'm a person that likes people who get things done who, who don't say things but they get it done and since the guy has got in he's just got stuff done like you've mm-hmm. seen all these signings like boom 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 players and everyone's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa what's going on right and then it's just from what i've seen i'm like hey so he's getting some real traction under the, and he's getting prepared because he's like, I want my team like this. I have the, I have the resources. Let's use it. Let's go. You know what I mean? And I feel coming out, he's going to get that, that chemistry with the players, right? Get everybody in there, get that locker room going. Right? Mm-hmm. You've got some older players like that leadership we talked about. You've got all these things. He's going to, mm-hmm. you know, you've got obviously um, enough time to, if they need to get more players or whatnot, they can do it. And then, by the end of the season, I'm, you know, realistically, I think either it's going to, it's going to start off a, a thousand percent or it <laughs> may be a little slow and then pick up speed, right? Kind of like the first and second season. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good. You know, I think maybe um, something fresh is what they needed. Maybe, you know, I have no idea, but I think with his experience as a player and, you know, what he has in, in his, in his mind, I right. definitely think you've got, you know, it'll be a good season to be, to be watching. And I think, right. I think playoffs is a, you know, playoffs will be there. I see that being a problem. Right. So, right. Um, so you let me into my lot, my, my final question, then we'll leave because I know we're running over, but you just made it. He's a player. So now we have a player coach. Someone mm-hmm. that's completely opposite from Bob Bradley, mm-hmm. right? Like his way or the no no way. And, and exactly. you know that Dolo, you can already. <laughs> well, no, I know, but I'm saying it's a different coaching style, right? Bob was saying my football, my football. And Dolo has literally been like our football. This is our team. Mm-hmm. And it's always our. And that just shows the difference from a guy that now is becoming a coach from being a player that's, you know, recently been on the pitch, right? How do you think that's different as a as a manager? Like, do you prefer to have a player's coach, or would you prefer to have no? This is my way. Da da da, and that's it. Well, you know? I mean, it all depends, right? You've got guys who are like, it's tough. You know, a player coach is always amazing, but if the player mm-hmm. coach doesn't have that experience, it can kind of get a little, you know, confusing, right? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, when you're a pro, like you're in it and then you know with him like it's two different coaching styles right don't get me wrong bob's an amazing coach and you know have all the respect for him and you know, steve i think the way he can interact is a lot differently right when you have a player coach you get this sense of like he is one of us because he is maybe involved in the possession or maybe involved in the 5v5 right and he's maybe popping his head in the locker room having a chat with, you know, there's, there's things that can be a little different within every coach. Right. But within a player coach, it, it does pose that different feeling, right? Because you're like, okay, you know, he, 
he's ready, you know, hop in the, the, the soccer tennis, for instance, or, you know right. what I mean? And, um, and he knows because it's so fresh in his mind yeah. about how players operate in the locker room. Mm -hmm. He can maybe give a different insight on it. Right. So, right. right. Um, you know, I, that's why I say, I think he's going to do really well. And I think a lot of my friends, have, you know, we've had discussions said the same thing because he does pose that difference, right? That different perspective. So, yeah, uh, you know, it'll be a, I think it'll be a fun, you know, fun season to watch. And, and, Absolutely. Uh, and he's very well assisted too, you know, you I was going to say, he brought in some yeah. high caliber assistance with the exactly. which yes. has been like my biggest, um, you know, I've always advocated, keep someone from your last staff, the strongest exactly. person. And I believe that it was him. So I'm excited yeah. to see what we do as yeah. well. And we got uh, Mark Dos Santos back, which I think he did. Yeah. I think he did a great job with uh, yeah. Bob when he was there. So yeah, very I, I'm, similar I'm to McVeigh, right? You know, yeah, bring so in I'm, some I'm older, experienced guys to help Absolutely me out. Absolutely love the guy, by the way. You know, I'm so so I, I'm I'm feeling confident about what I see. You know, mm -hmm. you're not always confident about some of the things mm -hmm. you're hearing, but you're confident in the way that, um, you know, you you see how he interacts with the players, and that's yeah. always mm -hmm. a big deal because you don't yeah. want to lose the locker room, right? And exactly. and and as Shaf was just saying, it's great to know that he can relate and mm -hmm. and um, you know listen to to hear Shaf talk about this and being a young guy and, and being excited about this our coach being a player's coach makes me excited as a fan as a supporter and as someone that loves this club. Um, but you know, look, we went a little over a minute, an hour and five. I appreciate everybody showing up. Shaf, thank you so much, man. Of course, thank you. Really appreciate it, man. We will definitely follow and make sure we listen to everything that you, uh, you know, about what's going on with you. Pablo and Fernando, thank you guys for coming on here and, and talking about Marco for us. And Celso, as always, good to have you yeah, uh, as have my co-host. And uh, Eric, you know. Hope your wife is having a happy birthday. But um, yeah, guys, you've been watching the Voices of the Black and Gold.